Hi, I'm Jackie Battenfield. I'm a visual artist and I teach professional development in the MFA program of Columbia University School of the Arts. I also do workshops for the professional development program at the Creative Capital Foundation. In the past, I worked as an arts administrator and a curator. A few years ago, I drew upon all my experiences in the art world and wrote a book of advice for visual artists entitled, The Artist's Guide, Making a Living Doing What You Love. For the next 15 minutes, I want to discuss with you the importance of a well-written artist statement and provide some good tips for creating or reconstructing your own. To begin, I want you to think about this fact. The world will experience your artwork through some kind of reproduction of it, not by seeing it in person. Think about your own viewing patterns. How are you looking at art these days? I'm pretty sure that you view much of it as an image on a computer screen or flipping through catalogs, magazines, and books. Any image of art in these formats is somewhat homogenized, abstracted, and distanced. And your viewing habits are the same habits of the art world you wish to reach with your work. Art professionals, curators, gallerists, critics, collectors, and other artists. Now I can't speak for you, but for me, whenever I look at a work of art, whether it's in person, on the internet, on an ex exhibition announcement I've received, I immediately begin to make judgments and assumptions about what I'm seeing. I begin to ask myself questions about the work and its creator. Think about it. Doesn't this also happen to you? What are some of the questions running through my mind? Well, the most obvious is, what's it about? What was the artist's intentions? Other questions might center around how it was made. I'll also wonder how the work relates to works the artist has made at other times, or to what other artists working in a similar fashion are doing. If it's an image, I'm always curious about its size, materials, and media. Before I draw too many conclusions, I like to look around to see if I can find some information that may begin to answer my questions, confirm my reading of the work, and to gain a deeper insight into what I'm seeing. That's where finding written information about the art and the artist becomes important. It could be an artist statement, a project description, an image description, a review, a curator's essay. It could be contained in a press release, wall label, a few sentences beneath the image on my computer screen. So part of your job besides making the best art you're capable of is to have outstanding images of your work accompanied by the writing you have generated about it. These images and words become a vital link of communication between you and the rest of the world. There are too many elements in a work of art that cannot be fully captured in a reproduction. It's difficult to convey the relative relationship of scale, minute details, a tactile sense of surface, and most of all, the intimacy of the viewing experience. The words that you write about your art are an integral part of how you and others will promote your work. They'll direct the public to your website through keyword Google searches. They'll help a curator or a gallerist searching the internet pause on your work to learn more about you. They end up being incorporated into wall text or on a handout in an exhibition. They become a paragraph in a press release or brochure, and they're also included in grant proposals. Assumptions, judgments, and decisions about your work are made based on what the viewer gleans from both the image and the words. It puts your efforts at a real disadvantage if you send out an obtuse or badly written artist statement. 
And in this day and age, it's a cop-out for any artist to take the position that my work speaks for itself. Or if they can't get my work by looking at it, that's their problem. Actually, it becomes your problem, not theirs. The viewer, curator, or grant panelist moves on to someone else. Try to make capturing good information about your art a part of your creative process. It's your responsibility to discover what images best represent it and what words need to accompany them to enhance the viewing experience. No one else in the world will ever be as committed as you are to your work. Don't forget you are the expert on your own work, not the critic, curator, or gallery director. You are the one most intimately involved in your art's genesis and execution, which makes you the best source of insider information. Others may help provide insights and food for thought, but first, you also need to be clear about your own reading of your work. So what is an artist statement? It's a two to three paragraph description of your work that provides information about your sources, ideas, and inspiration. To get started, ask yourself the following questions. What information do I want the world to know about my work? Then, what do I need to say or write to assist the viewer when looking at my work? Your artist statement presents insightful information about your process and answers questions viewers might have when looking at it. Remember, most of the time your art will be viewed without you nearby. Think of it as a studio visit, but you aren't there. You aren't available to answer the viewer's questions, offer fascinating background information about where the ideas came from, or describe your working process. A well-written artist statement is a good place for them to find these answers. It provides an additional connection between you and your viewer. And in doing so, it creates the opportunity for your work to be more fully considered and appreciated. Don't feel it may diminish your work in the eyes of the viewer if you demystify your practice or that it limits multiple readings of it. It will create a more intimate relationship with your viewer. I assure you, producing a well-written, informative artist statement will make your website, press release, or proposal stand out from the rest of the crowd. Over the years, I've given a lot of thought about how you can identify the most valuable information about your work and compose a meaningful artist statement. It's just a matter of becoming more aware of the process of extracting information about your work and allowing yourself some patience when putting it down on paper. To begin identifying what should be included in your artist statement, you need to start by listening. Hmm. If your artist is going to help you connect with the viewer, what might they want to know about your art? So you need to listen carefully and be aware of the kinds of questions and comments that naturally arise about your work during studio visits, lectures, critiques, and appointments. Jot them down and look at them. Are some questions asked more often than others? What are people curious about? They point you to the most intriguing or compelling parts of your practice. It's your answers to these questions that could be included in your statement. Remember, a good artist statement informs viewers about the work, but doesn't overly explain it. What you reveal reflects a delicate balance between expressing your ideas and providing just enough specific information for the viewer so they can start their own process of engagement. A skillfully written artist statement doesn't magically appear on your first try. Start now long before it's needed so you won't rush through the process. 
It takes a lot of messy writing, which is then edited down to isolate the best parts into the beginning of a concise statement. You may produce 10 or more pages of writing to get less than one page or even a paragraph of a finished statement. You may need to go through five, six, seven, or more drafts before coming up with a finished product. And I say this not to scare you, but to help. Let yourself off the hook and put aside any preconceived ideas about your writing abilities or the ups and downs of this process. Begin collecting your thoughts and retrieve those viewers' questions and comments about your work, which hopefully you've preserved by writing them down. Do what you can to make the writing process more enjoyable. You may find it easier to write at a certain time of day, keep a studio journal, assigning yourself a page of thoughts before starting any work or just before you leave. You may find a window seat in your local coffee shop a more welcoming place to think and write, or have a link to your unfinished draft visible on your computer desktop so you regularly spend a little time adding and editing. First, you have to collect some information to compose the first draft. If you currently don't have an artist statement or need to revise and improve the one you have, here's a way to get started. Describe one or two recent works. Do it quickly, and don't worry about grammar, jargon, or finding the exact word. Don't think about format or structure. Just write down everything on paper that comes to mind about the piece. You can start by simply writing down a visual description of the work, size, colors, shapes, etc. Then move on to less obvious information, such as why you made it, what inspired you. You might think about its different elements and how they interact within the work, what kind of material you're using, why, how's it made, what's your process, how does this work fit into your development as an artist, how does it relate to other artists' work. Write as long as the words flow and then put them aside. Don't reread or criticize what you've written. Allow negative, silly, weird, and even pretentious thoughts to be expressed. Give yourself over to the process. Understand that this is just a way to generate material that will shape your statement. Trust that somewhere on these pages will appear a few gems or phrases you will use later. Broaden your writing to include other works, and continue with this exercise until you have covered a range of work and as many questions that apply. Take several weeks to do this. Don't rush it. This early, messy phase is very important. It allows you to be playful without the harsh critics sitting on your shoulder, reminding you what a lousy writer you are. You want to engage the deepest part of your unconscious thought. On some days, the words will flow, and others, they won't. You may find yourself waking up in the middle of the night with an interesting idea about your work. Keep paper close at hand to write down any ideas that pop up unexpectedly. Remember what I said before about learning to listen carefully to viewers as they look at your work? Invite friends to your studio to talk about your work. Allow the discussion to build naturally as a give and take between their response to your work and your explanation. Be open to their questions and differing points of view. If at all possible, record the conversation. A tape or digital recorder will capture every possible tidbit and nuance and will provide great material to add to your writing. Now schedule some time to read over everything you've written down. Read it out loud. As you go, use a highlighter pen to mark the most interesting ideas, phrases, stories, and concepts. Anything that interests you. Save all this early writing as you may want to refer back to it later. On a clean sheet of paper, copy the highlighted text as a list of phrases. Read through it carefully. What does this condensed information tell you about your work? 
Does it cover all the important aspects of it? Is there anything missing? Are certain words or phrases or concepts repeated? Is this significant? Are there any thoughts which should be expanded? Add more information or revisit some of the questions of, to fill in any apparent holes. Now you're ready to write a first draft. This is your opportunity to string together the most important ideas you wish to convey about your work, incorporating the strongest words and phrases from your list. The writing will still look rambling, messy, and disorganized, and will probably be more than a page. That's okay, because the next thing you go to is the editing phase where you can cut it down to a better length. After you've written your first draft, look it over and ask yourself the following questions to begin the editing process. Number one, am I writing in the first person? Write your statement as if you were talking about your work directly using I, my, or me instead of he, she, or the artist. Writing in the first person makes your statement more personal and intimate. Two, where's the most important information? If you could only mark one sentence, what would it be? Is it in the first paragraph, buried somewhere in the middle, or tacked on at the end? If so, bring that information up to the top and start again from there. Three, is my language accessible to the average reader? If your statement is difficult to read, it will not be read. Good writing is clear writing, so keep it simple. Even if your work encompasses complex theoretical ideas, you will need to find a way to express them clearly so that they will be understood by the wider audience who will encounter your statement. Four, is the writing specific to my work or could this statement be applied to many, many other artists? What is it that sets your work apart from other artists using similar ideas, style, imagery, or issues? Five, do I tell the reader what their response will be to my work? This is a subtle but important point. Refrain from informing the viewer how they should feel, be moved, challenged, or changed by experiencing your work. You can't predict how anyone will react to your art. Allow the viewer room to develop their own response. Now test it out. Once you've finished polishing your first draft, have several friends who know your work read your statement and respond. They may have good ideas about your work to add or might be able to catch phrases that don't make sense. Your non-artist friends will be the best at flagging the art jargon, which are the words that are particular to the art community but not well understood outside of it and should be avoided. Have them read it out loud to you. Close your eyes and imagine you are hearing it for the very first time. How does it sound? Where do they stumble in their reading? Does it represent your art well? Even professional writers depend upon copy editors to catch incomplete thoughts and correct verb tenses. It's useful to ask a writer to proofread your written materials to check for grammatical errors and evaluate the overall structure. It's worth it to pay or barter to get their expert advice. Your finished statement should generally be no more than one page long, double-spaced. This is about 350 words. The art world will appreciate your brevity. Even if you have more to say, ultimately, you want the reader to spend time looking at the work instead of plowing through a long statement. There is nothing that can't be said in one page. That includes summarizing a lifetime of work, discussing different series or media, describing a single group of paintings. 
There is a fine line between presenting just enough engaging information to satisfy the reader's interest and burdening him or her with your life story. With practice and thoughtful attention, you can develop the capacity to find the words which authentically describe your art. It's a skill building process and it will be easier to manage if you can incorporate it as an integral part of your creative practice. If you continue listening carefully, keeping a studio journal to record ideas as you are working, taking notes during and after studio conversations, revisions won't be overwhelming. The key is to make these activities as engaging as making your art. The reward is, as you become better at articulating your ideas, the resulting clarity and insight will function as an important feedback mechanism for developing your next body of work. Thanks for listening. Bye.